We had an absolute blast at Anime Detour. Thank you everyone who stopped by to say hi and to share your amazing tabletop RPG stories. Some of our favorites involved a lot of beds, a very confused druid that liked birds, and some very sick DM stories about some evil traps. Huge thank you to Anime Detour for having us as guests. Just a reminder, in May, we'll be at Anime Central in Artist Alley and WizCon 43 in the dealer's room. We'll have some free stuff available, as well as a few new prints for sale. We'll of course have handmade dice bags provided by Dire Dice Bags and pride scarves provided by A Star in Autumn Studio. We hope to see you all there. As a special thanks to our wonderful patrons on Patreon, this month we are dumping our bonus round episodes and implementing a new system. We will be releasing episodes of Bonus Round as soon as they are finished until we have cleared all of our pre-recorded episodes. From that point on, every episode of Bonus Round will be 80% run exclusively by our patrons at the $5 level and above. Who will they fight? You decide. Who will they talk to? Pick your favorite name. Where are they going? Decide the direction. Starting in May, we will run the Bonus Round game with our patrons as co-DMs. This podcast takes a lot to produce and our patrons have made it so we can keep telling these stories. We hope to add more throughout the year as a way to say thank you. To support us on Patreon and get access to cool things coming up, go to patreon.com slash Let's Be Legendary Podcast. Your support keeps this podcast running. Just don't get squished by the star whales while you're there. April's here, which means it's Autism Acceptance Month. We would like to spotlight our beautiful and amazing art director and voice of Celine, Megzi. Hi everyone, Megzi here. For those of you who don't know, I am on the autism spectrum. Autism is still a deeply misunderstood condition, especially in women and people assigned female at birth, who are often diagnosed later in life. Those of us on the autism spectrum face unique challenges and experiences, often fighting for the right to even be heard in a movement about autism. This month, we want to remind everyone to listen to autistic voices and allow us to tell our own stories. Please visit the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network at autisticadvocacy.org to find out what you can do to make a difference. Enjoy the show and stay legendary. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include mature themes, and mild gore. Imagine a world on the frontier, where towns spring up and disappear as fast as natural resources can be found and depleted. Where magic and technological advances happen at such a rate that society cannot keep up. Imagine a world where bounty hunters with badges break the law to keep the peace, trying to protect those who live far outside the capital city. Now imagine, amidst all of this chaos, a door is opened, and into this world steps a being, the likes of which no one has seen for over a thousand years. Welcome to the Feywild West. Let's be legendary. Mm-hmm. And then go to the end. Yep. Get a room. Get a room. Mm-hmm. Head up and 
head into the estate once you're inside your room. Yes. Once we're in there, we, you know, I take care of the horses. So I kind of just stuck them in there. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, make sure they have water, they have food. While you're doing that, about 30, 45 minutes after you've gotten up to your room, you kind of hear this, in, like, just a weird, like, far away echo. Yeah. On the door. Some muffled, far away voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will answer the door. <laughs> Why not? Mm-hmm. You're going to answer the door? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we're just going to watch. Continuing, like, thudding and, like, shouting that you can't hear through the dimensional barrier. Are you sure if I should open the door? Mm-mm. Eventually, you hear the voice talking to somebody outside the door. And the door lock clicks and is thrown open as three men, all with DMP badges, including Branson that you saw, come storming into the room, guns out. Oh, you made them very angry. And essentially clear the room, just looking around. You hear again, just that muffled, far away. They're not here. Damn. Looking around. Doesn't even look like they touched anything. Just some cursing, swearing. They eventually leave. Hmm. Wow. Well, indeed. Yeah, we're going to have to get out of here very early in the morning. Mm, I agree. Hey, is there a window in our room? Yeah. Through that. <laughs> good good idea. Is this on the first floor, no? Oh. No. You're a cleric. All right. <laughs> Are we going to sleep? Yeah, you want dinner? I suppose. All right. Mm. Make dinner. How are the, the hides doing? They tanning all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I tried to read you from the revolution at the center of heaven, but it is very, very dense. It's about a girl who, when she was, after she was very young when her parents died, and she was crying about it, and then a noble prince on a white horse appro- approached her and gave her a ring with a rose on it, uh-huh. and said to her, little one who bears up alone in such deep sorrow, never lose that strength or nobility even when you are grown. I give you this to remember this day. We will meet again. This ring will lead you to me one day. That's rather strange. Anyway, the girl was so impressed by the prince that she decided to become one herself one day. Huh. Is that really such a good idea? Anyway, uh, she goes to a school, which I do not know how she went to school. She had no parents to pay for it, but okay. (laughs) Um, Called um, Phoenix Academy. Okay. Where um, this ring apparently marked her as a, an elite duelist. A duelist? Yes. She has to duel for to for the uh, for the end of the bride of the roses. Okay. I only get through the first few chapters of this book because it is very very dense. She uh, sees this woman who is the Bride of the Roses being abused by the person who is engaged to her via these duels, I think, and decides that is not correct and 
fights this person in a duel and wins, and now the Rose Bride is engaged to her. Who's deciding? That's weird. It is very weird. I like the pose, though. It is very flowery and... Uh, yeah. That's a, that's going to be an interesting one. I was rather, rather confused at the random interlude of the shadow puppets. <laughs> that was strange. I do not know what that means. Also, the lyrics in the uh, foot in the uh, margins very strange. I do not know what uh, whales in the ocean have to do with this dueling, but uh, what is it about you whales? Oh shit! I totally forgot to be upset about it. <laughs> well, now you got me thinking about it again. Oh, I bet I can get you thinking about other things. Oh, I'm sure you can. Anyway, that was only the first chapter. All right. It took as long to read as the other books did entirely. Yeah. I, oh. I put the book off to the side. Now, we're going to think about other things. Oh, please. We're probably going to get arrested tomorrow, so might as well spend our last night. Might as well. <laughs> so, hot animal sex. Do you fall asleep after that? We'll say yeah. All right, I, I cannot sleep. No? No. I'm thinking about what you did this afternoon with, um... Branson was his name? Yeah. I could tell it was magic, right? Mm-hmm. I could tell it was magic. I take out my cards. And I shuffle them. Is Talia changing? Well, of course she's changing. I can tell she is changing, but... What to make of it? What to do about it? I am worried. And I do not know what to do. So... The Eight of Cups, upright. Escapism, disappointment, abandonment, withdrawal. The Eight of Cups is often reflective of the start of a journey of discovery. The Eight of Cups also indicates that you are disappointed enough to walk away from everything you have built up so far. It could indicate a disappointment in love. So it's the start of a journey. Do you give up on it? No. No, I do not give up. You may also be feeling that you are giving too much and not getting nearly enough in exchange. Drawing in the second card. Oh. Oh. Change. Another card of change. The death card. The queen of cells. This is the start of a journey that I want to walk away from. This is an indication that change is going to come. And this is telling me I have to be objective and I cannot lie. I cannot give in to my whatever emotions I am feeling. Dad dealing with you. <laughs> Actually, I say, how do you know? What makes you say that? If I am going to judge the situation without emotions, then what am I to judge it with? How am I supposed to judge such a situation that involves someone that I care about so much? I put my cards away. And I go to sleep. Can I get up, like, really early? Yeah. Okay. There are no dreams, right? No. Good. Saw her look over there. <laughs> I'm giving her a look like just try holding it and see how I see how it happens. 
Um, going to, just gonna sass God. <laughs> don't mind Good me. Good idea. Don't mind me. No. Don't mind me. I'm just gonna. God damn it. So a dream comes to you. This is what you get. Maybe I should not sass God. Okay. Lay it on me. All right. It's gonna be a fucking broker because you pissed her off. As you fall back to sleep, this reading still fresh in your mind, you find yourself at the start of a path. You look down at a ways and you see Talia. And walking down the path, she's not too far ahead of you. She just seems maybe oh, less than a dozen yards okay. just ahead of you down the path. And she, she, she turns back towards you and motions you to come up and meet her. And as you go to take a step forward, all of a sudden, it's not a path. It's a cliffside. Just that first step seems like it's a mile down. And you look down, you still see Talia beckoning you, but as she turns, you know, she, she turns to you and beckons you with her left, and then she kind of turns back and you see just all down her right side, just tangled in black barbed wire, just sticking out at angles. And she turns back towards you with her right side and you see more barbed wire lines up through her face and some piercing out of her cheek and her eyes just clouded with smoke. And she beckons. Can I do anything? Or is it just, am I just watching? What do you try to do? I don't know. I don't know. I go towards her. I'm standing on a cliff? Yeah. I cannot, I cannot reach you. I, I, I tried to go forward, but the cliff. The cliff's there. You can step off it. So, so what do you want me to do? She again, her, with her, she turns back towards her left side and it's just Talia and she beckons you. This is what I must do. Then I take a deep breath and I step off the cliffside towards her. You take a deep breath, close your eyes, and step. And there's that feeling of falling, of tumbling that you get in a dream. But then your foot comes into contact with solid surface. And the jolt is such that you sit straight up in bed. Talia is next to you. you. You see 
both her left and her right arm. The left has what scars she gathered in her life. The right also bearing scars and the marks. Not nearly so monstrous as they appeared in the dream, but still present. And I say very quietly so she cannot hear, but I'm going to say it loudly so the microphone can pick it up. Is this what you will become? And I nestle down next to her and I I grip her right down. Probably in my sleep, I grip her back. If that is what I must do, then I will do it. And I try to get back to sleep. I'm not going to say ask God. It's okay. I don't need a dream. Good. Um, <laughs> what, I'm never going to learn. You, you, don't, you don't need to sass me into creating some, like, horrific, awesome, epic dream up in 30 seconds. <laughs> I mean, is that all it takes? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. So I wake up before the sun comes up. Like, it's still dark outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one's clinging to me. But and not just, like, on you, but, like, I am gripping you. Yeah. Honey. And I kind of, like, rub her back a little bit. Honey, come on, we gotta get going. Talia. Talia? Yeah, I'm right here. We gotta get moving. Right. Right, your, your friend. Yeah. <laughs> there, are, friend. there are nail marks in your skin. I was holding that tight. You uh, alright? Oh, of course, of course, I'm just... Uh, I think I've been eating too much, too many steaks, too much hot sauce. Oh, wow. Bad dreams. How long does it take to get to Ubendale from here? Uh, Ubendale from here... Day and a half, almost two days. Could do with some vegetables. Well... <laughs> I don't think we can get any for a couple of days, well, that, but we got rations. We have rations that build so, up so can... Yeah, we can get some. Maybe in Ubendale we can get some some things. Yes. But, uh, come on, let's get dressed and... Get out of here before... Get out of here before... Anything. Right. All right. So, yeah, we get dressed. I'm not bothering with breakfast or anything. Mm-hmm. Just, I want to get out of here. Hey, Oh, we, he has rations. I know, I'm nom, sorry. Nom, nom. Oh, nom, nom. So, uh, I get the horses all ready. Mm-hmm. So literally all we have to do is just get them out. Mm-hmm. Perhaps we should jump down and then get them out? Well, yeah. Yeah. We're going to let them down in the room. Uh, that will go for a while. Sorry, that is the first thing I thought. Is, uh, we're going to ride them uh, down the stairs. You're not, well, you're not awake yet. <laughs> no, I'm not awake yet. I'm sorry, sorry honey. So sorry. Ooh, here's a question. Would I know from going from here to here if there's like rocks or trees? Some trees, nothing that uh, more closer to Ubendale. The terrain up here isn't as rocky as it is down south. Right. So would there, would I know if there would, since we've actually traveled this way mm-hmm. once, um, would I remember if there's anything we could actually like put the doorknob on? We could put it on the card. Oh. Um. No, he said not to do that. I thought he said not to put it on a person. No, he said don't put it on the ground. He said don't put it on a horizontal surface. 
Good thing you remember that, because I didn't. I thought you just said, don't put it on a person. You think you can probably find something to put the doorknob on. Okay. That's that's all I care about. Okay. Just enough to get the doorknob open for a horse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before we actually exit mm-hmm. the room, is that empty? Yes, it is empty. You kind of, like, sit and just, like, look at it for a little while. And you actually see the door open and somebody just kind of, like, peek their head in, close it. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you wanted to make a distraction. I am just going to cast a big tomatelchi down the hall. Ooh, yeah. Can you make it sound like a horse is running or something? Yes. Can I do that? I'll say sure. All right. And make it sound like us is running. Well, we have to get out. We have to get out. So. Um, well, no, I don't want some. I don't want the person at the door to hear us inside. Well, exactly, but we have to. You have to actually like be outside of it to cast it. Like you have to be outside of the space to cast it. Okay. Unless it's gonna cast. In in the room. Yeah. Or it's gonna cast in this. Mm-hmm. In the astral plane. Right. In the astral plane. Oh yes, right. Okay. So. Um, Attract the attention of space whales. <laughs> So, yeah, so I open the door very gently. Mm-hmm. And I very, without shoes, step out. Mm-hmm. And then I concentrate on the hallway mm-hmm. and, and I cast some energy down the hallway and it sounds like something very distracting that <laughs> someone would want to go and check out. Yeah. Make a deception check at advantage. All right. 17, 20. Uh, yeah. No, it's fine. And it's like, what the hell? And you're running down the hall. Cool. Window? Window. Open. Okay. And two stories? Yep. All right. Yep. Here we go. Uh, athle- uh, acrobatics or athletics, whichever you choose. Acrobatics, that's a little bit. Yeah, that's probably better for you. Yeah. Hmm. 27. Graceful as a which is odd for you, but... <laughs> <laughs> Nat 20, yep. plus 7. Just yep. quick vault over. <gasps> yeah. All right, and, I, and as quickly as I can, I shimmy out and jump down. All right. Uh, acrobatics or athletics from you. Or not bad. and some stuff. Uh, what is better? I forgot. Um, oh, acrobatics. It is a one. So, uh, okay. 20. Yay. Yeah. Almost as gracefully, not quite, but almost. And you, you look pretty. Yeah, you land quietly next to Talia, and <laughs> it would not be good for me to be a woohoo! <laughs> okay. Yeah. Open. The open door. Get the horses. Get the horses. Close yep. the thing in our bag of holding. Get on the horses and fucking book it. Yeah. And you manage to steal away without anybody being the wiser. <laughs> Uh, well, we're not welcome back then. I'm <laughs> cross that on the list. Oh, maybe in a few years they'll forgotten. <laughs> so I didn't get my run in as we were running or racing. Mm-hmm. And as like once we get out of town, mm-hmm. we're, we're just like in desert or fields. 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 Yep. Most yeah, just uh, tall grass. Okay. I actually think I have good shit. Just as we're running away, and because we've got them basically going like a full gallop as mm-hmm. fast as we can get out of that, and you know, adrenaline, and, mm-hmm. and 
the fields around us and just everything and then shifting. You feel, again, that sense of just sharp senses and adrenaline flow through you. And as you guys charge away from the town, the shift lasts longer than its standard minute. But it, again, it doesn't last as long as like that hour before. Yeah. It, it lasts a good 20 minutes, though, as you guys rush out of town. Nice smile at you. I'd give you two big grand. Eventually it fades, that sense of adrenaline receding, but not entirely going away as you're still, like, quickly making your way away from the crossroads. Right. Well, after a good, like, five minutes, we probably... Oh. All right. The horse is probably still. Yeah. Let's <laughs> spend five minutes at full gallop yeah. away from the crossroads. How long can a horse gallop at full, full Not full Not gallop? long. Oh, okay. Not yeah, it does. His tales of galloping for a night and a day just don't They're, happen. No, they don't. You um, kill your horse yeah, that way. Yeah, your horse would drop dead. Long before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but we we ride a good five minutes. A five minutes is a good head start mm-hmm. if they don't know where we are and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So five minutes and then just breathing it in like. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Feel better? A lot better. Glad we got out of that all right. Yes, that would have been, uh, <laughs> that would have been interesting. Sorry, I'm just feeling my teeth. No, it's okay. I was feeling your teeth last night. <laughs> Indeed. 20 minutes it fades in and we're just walking the horses mm-hmm. up until then, you know, give them, give them a carrot. Mm-hmm. It's like, good job, guys. We're going to head at, like, keep going until... Uh, I'm going to keep a, an eye out, just mm-hmm. in case. Uh, perception check. Okay. I'm probably also going to make one. Okay. And see not much. 13. Plus 2. Plus 2, so 15. 15. 17. 13. Keeping a look up behind you. You don't seem... I mean, you eventually see, like, something on the horizon back the way you came. But as you guys are just kind of like walking the horses and it gets closer and you're eventually able to see that it's not a search party or anything. It looks like a stagecoach. Ah. So it eventually trundles up and goes past you. Right. At a, at, a, at a faster clip than your guys' walk. So. Right. I... Yep. Yeah, the driver tips his hat to you and... I tip my hat back. Yeah. As you get closer to Ubendale, more carts and horses go both ahead of you, past you, and then back towards the crossroads. This is a decently busy road. Yeah. yeah. Is uh, there like an in-between spot? There is, yes. There's a sort of large cleared campsite area that has some trees and stuff for shade and just some uh, fire pits set up already for camping, for tents to be set up around it. For people just to stop for the night. Is there a lot of people there? There's a couple. You count about five tents that are set up for the night. You could keep going. It's not. It's the sun's not completely down yet, so you could probably go a little bit further and find a tree. I'm gonna do that. Okay. Keep going. Yes, right. I agree. All right. Go ahead and make me a perception check just to see if you actually find a tree. <laughs> a tree. Yeah. Fourteen. 
shake is. <laughs> okay. It, it's a little ways off the road and you almost miss it just because the grass gets so high and the tree is actually kind of like in a little bit of a, a low divot in the ground. But you you spot a patch of green that you realize is the bush. It, it's actually a tree. Mm-hmm. I pointed uh, it out. Yeah. And, oh, uh, wonderful. You, you're able to <coughs> go off. It, it's about a uh, hundred yards or so off, off the road. That's uh, fine. I don't mind going off road. Yeah. Before we do that, though, hey, can you talk to the animals? What do you want to be Dustin? Um, you want to ask if the horses and Cortez want to hang out out here for a while, see if eat they grass or something? All right, I, I just speak with animals and I ask Elsie what they would like to do. They all pretty much tell you that, yeah, it's just some nice wandering around in the grass would be nice for a little while. Although it is getting dark, so not too long. All right, I realize that. All right, so I just put the... Is there a way to open the door on, like, if the road's right here and the tree is, like... Open it away from the road? Yeah, like, put it on the opposite side of the road. So it looks like... So you can see it if you were, like, on this side, but not from the road. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do that and just tell them to come in when they're ready. Okay. But, like, I'll keep it open and keep an eye on them and stuff like that. Okay. Yep. (sighs) You all right? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I'm getting excited. (laughs) It was a bowling before. <laughs> wow. I suppose exciting is the way to put it. I suppose. I'm looking down at my right arm. I'm shoveling my cows. Something on your mind? Yeah. The gun. What about it? Not thinking about the gun specifically, but uh, not thinking about the deal. What about it? The deal included finding these people. Yes. And he gave me the means. And he said the means would provide the opportunity. So where is it? I want to know what that means. As do I. Well, maybe next time you see a dog, you could ask him for me. Why don't you come with me and ask him yourself? I could. You're more adept at finding these doors, though. Yes, Will. I'm not really that keen on you going in there by yourself, but... Oh, there you go. You can come with me. And I go talk to Captain Asshole. He hasn't done anything to hurt anybody yet. Or at least us. I wonder what that means. I feel like even if I ask, I'm not going to get a straight answer. I think that is a um, fair assumption to make. The night ourselves inverted. Scattered thought, disregard for consequences. You tell me that out loud? No. But I continue to shuffle them. I don't know. Just thinking. Eh, just a question. Or just a... Just a random thought. What? Well, just... One of the things is gone. Yes. Is the other one when I finish? Or when the other part gets done? Can I look for a door? Mizono trees, never mind. 
Well, that's one we're using. Yes, we are using it. That's true. You did not really tell me how to find these dolls. Well, you don't have to go looking for them. Maybe if one pops up, though. I have not been very um, successful in badging in and demanding answers from him. <laughs> Is that what you did last time you went through a door? Sort of. He never actually told me what he did. Doesn't matter. You say so. Mm -hmm. I crush out my cigarillo and toss it. Well, I'm gonna go get out delicious rations <laughs> together. Since you need to lay off the steak. Yes, it's giving me strange dreams. Strange dreams? Yes, when you eat something, you get strange dreams. Yeah, hot yeah. sauce making you have Definitely the hot sauce. Maybe I could have the steak, but I will lay off the hot sauce. I can make steak if you want. Might as well. We have it. We do. We have a lot of it. All right. I'm going to go make mm -hmm. some steaks, bring the horses in, mm -hmm. and then uh, shut the doors. <laughs> it does not lay there without the hot sauce. I'll put salt and stuff on it. I'll put some, I'll put some seasoning on hers, just so she'll shut up. Not shut up, but just be satisfied. <laughs> Such is a nice way of saying shut up. Do you have to put hot sauce on everything? Is it nothing? Why would you? Why wouldn't you? Wolf Spangs have mercy. Just, just try it here. Try it with some like, some rosemary or something, and salt and there, there. Ugh, just so bland. Oh my. Goodness! Well, here's your hot sauce. No, I am not going to have any. I don't want any more strange dreams. All right, all right. Maybe it would help if someone would stop sassing God. You talking back to Dad again? <laughs> well, perhaps. Uh, he, is not very, he has not been very forthcoming with what I wanted here either. Not forthcoming with what you want to hear, or just not saying what you want to hear? Pick one. If only all deities were just... Imagine did exactly what you said. Selene Vision is the Undertaker, like, holding her and petting her head, like, you're doing the, you're doing everything you're supposed to. You're doing a great job, but don't have to change anything anything about your habits. Is what Selene is expecting, should, and what Selene thinks should happen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Selino vision. Yep. Uh, do you want to hear the, the, the next chapter of this one, or should I read you uh, something different? Maybe something different. That thing is a little dense. It is very dense. Um, Hopefully when we get to Ubendale, and get some more books. Hmm. And I read you... Uh, shall I read you the uh, Rage of the Wolf again? Yeah! All right, I read that one. Mostly because Megzi doesn't want to have to look up the synopsis of Fatal Frame. <laughs> try and condense it down into a story. No, I'm perfectly happy with hearing that one again. <laughs> yeah. And I keep adding in more gory bits. Like, I just keep embellishing. Right. Like, oh, I love it. Yeah. Yes, yes. And though I started using Zomatergy for the screams. <laughs> and, like, the sound of, like... You know in Overwatch when Moira does her thing, it does that squelchy sound? Mm -hmm. Like that, for when people are... Like torn apart. 
you make wolf sounds? Yeah. Uh, I'm using thaumaturgy for just everything. Sometimes I'm, I'm in the bathtub, right? Yeah. Uh, and the lights flicker sometimes. Favorite. You just wait until I uh, figure out how to use arcane magic and then we can really have some fun. <laughs> Jazz got son. Perhaps I will. Since he's learning all that fun stuff. You think he liked the. think he liked the. I think. I am sure he hated it. He probably threw it away and no longer wants us as parents. Probably. He said, I am going back to the church of the mother. My parents are so inept. I mean, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> Would be. Oh, give me something off brand, of course. You are disowned. <laughs> I am divorcing my parents. <laughs> Emancipation. Yes. Immediately. Yes. <laughs> well, once we get to Ubendale, I'll ride him again. Speaking of which, while you're in the bathtub, I'm riding to Raven. Okay. Uh, yes. Dear Raven, I don't know if you remember me. But she remembers me. It's Talia Gray. The Reaper. Or also known as the Reaper. My partner, Celine Argent, and I were at your mine a few months back and helped out with that problem. I hope all is well. And that you are continuing to work on the problem you had previous. I'm pretty sure someone as smart as you be able to figure it out. We were recently down at the crossroads, Castle Ridge. And DMP members seem to be covering up the fact that there may or may not be orc raids happening near Crankshaft. We were concerned enough to want to write, and hopefully this message gets to you quickly. In time. Huh? Gets to you in time. Crosses out quickly. Writes in, in time. If you need help, where do we say to write to? Hmm. Ubendale, perhaps? But it's already headed, isn't it? Oh, we're that... headed to Ubendale, but I don't know how long we're going to be. How far can this thing go? Um, the bird? The yeah. bird. It says 50 miles. I've, since it's a wondrous item, I've modified it to be this plane of existence. This plane of existence? Okay. Yeah. Should I even... How long... Oh. I was also going to look how long a message would be. Oh, right. He speaks a me message up to 25 words. Should we write her a letter and send a message? I think the message would be best. Would be better. <sighs> what time of night is it? It's late. It, it's coming up on late, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alright. I'll send... We'll send him it. What should I say? In 25... I got 25... Ish. Ish words to say. Yeah, Raven, this is Celine and Talia. Heard there might be orc raids near Crankshaft. Please let us know if you are okay. How many words was that? Two, uh, 19. 19? 
Okay, so tomorrow, when we head back on the road, mm -hmm. I'm gonna set that. Why not send it now? Because it's late. Does it get there instantly? It, it takes a little, it, it has to actually fly there. Um, oh, yeah. So it will yeah. get there like in the morning. Oh, uh, it's where you guys are right now. Uh, yeah, it'll be there in the morning. All right. I'll do that then. Okay. So I just pee. I'm not using any lights. So okay. in case anybody's traveling or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I just peek open the and uh, activate the bud. Mm -hmm. I reiterate and then I tell it to find Raven Crankshaft. All right. And then. It goes. Still don't like that. New moon. Yeah. So I can't see it. No. I can see the stars though. Mm -hmm. The stars are nice. Yeah, I'll put my arm around it. Just curiosity, it's like right or left. What side am I on? Oh, what arm do you put around me? I don't know, which side did you come up on? <sighs> Your right side. That's the one I put around her. I'm worried. What are you worried about? We come across a bandit camp. It didn't look like it was after anything too terribly valuable since we found the best parts of it. Blood everywhere, some with their head shut off, but no bounty claimed. Now there are reports of orc raids. Hmm. I have never met an orc, have you? Not a few half orcs. Hmm. I might have met one, but not realized that was what they were. Killed one. Oh. A half orc. Did you? Well, he was... Was there a reason, or did you just feel like it? He was after me. Uh, oh, well, so here you go. Did you fuck his wife? No. No, he was part of a bounty. <laughs> he was part of a bandit raid. I didn't actually meet him, I just saw him. Uh, he had a really big axe, though. Hmm. And uh, there was two that I met on the road. They were just trying to find a settlement or something. Hmm. Well, um, as soon as we have found out what has happened to Victoria Glashens, oh, I am sure she is just on her way. We should have to crankshaft. You think so? Yes. Alright. That's my gut feeling, but that would mean further away from Vilvale. Oh, right. Well, let's go to Vilvale first. You sure? Yes. I really do not want Zachariah rotting there in the ground. Alright. You want him his clean skull. Yes, I do not want anything happening to it. I want it to be nice and white and shiny. <laughs> Alright. Well, maybe we'll see what Raven says in the morning. Exactly. Or late afternoon or something. Since the bird has to fly back. Right. No matter what, Zachariah will be there. Yes, he's not going anywhere. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> we cut his head off. That's step one and not undead. Anyway, we should probably get some rest. I lean my head on your shoulder. I'll pull you in closer. Yes, let's get some rest. <sighs> yeah. Come on. Check, make sure the bird's inside. Mm -hmm. All right. He's picking at your pockets again. Oh, well, here. Crotrates. He wants more brains. <laughs> he has brains. He wants more entrails. Those are yummy. Entrails are probably more 
uh-huh. closer to what they're eating. So, all right. Bedtime. Mm. Go to bed. All right. <laughs> I'm not kid- demanding of like dreams, so it's fine. <laughs> Just like winced, it's like, yeah. all right, what do we get? And yeah, no, they just keep looking at me. I was just like, <gasps> she gonna do it? She get? Am I gonna, am I gonna get a bad dream tonight? No. And I'm just like, don't sass God, don't sass God, yeah. don't sass God. <laughs> You're fine. Okay. <sighs> so the night goes on, and we have no dreams. That is correct. Good. <laughs> Next morning, we wake up. <laughs> And I was trying to say, how can I say good without sounding really sassy? <laughs> awesome. I wake up in the morning. Come on, honey, it's time to get up. Mm. This bed is so comfy. I know, that's why we bought it. Get up. Mm. up. I think it was the hot sauce. Hot sauce? No dreams next, last night. Oh, good. Come on. Oh. Come on. Come on, minutes. No, come on. I'm making you coffee. Come on. Make it the right way. I am. I always make it the right way. All right. I make it the right way. It's a good thing I bought two extra bags for you. <laughs> oh, yes. I am such an expensive date. <laughs> you cut off. But I love you anyway. Well. <laughs> All right. Um, Anything outside? This area? Early morning. Perception check. 18 plus 2. Okay. As you guys are getting going, like early in the morning, getting the horses out and stuff, you just look to the south a ways and you see something, you, you, you see something kind of just like poke its head up above the grass and kind of like sniff the air and then kind of like bound back away south. Might have been a hyena. Ooh. And a little unusual this far north, but not unusual for this type of terrain. Okay. Is it... Was it on a hill or something? Uh, no, it was It was just like a ways... Uh, like, uh, like 200 yards south, you just noticed it kind of just like poking up just out of the grass and then just kind of bounded back down away out of sight into taller grass. Oh, okay. Can I smell? Uh, make another perception check. 16, 17, 18, 19. Okay. Taking a smell around. You smell just a lot of grass. You catch, like, the wind is blowing in a kind of a northeasterly direction. So you do kind of, like, catch the whiff of that hyena and maybe a couple others. But they haven't made their way close to the road, as far as you can tell. Okay. Are they far enough away that if I, like, walked for, like, 15 minutes. I would oh. not run into them. I mean, if, if they stayed where they were, and or at least where you thinkish they are, and you walked for 15 minutes, you would probably be within sight of them. Okay. That's kind of your best guess on that. Okay, because I wanted to do my ritual walk. Ah, uh, okay. I just don't want to piss them off if they're... Oh, yeah. If you stayed more to the north side of the road, you'd be away from them. Okay. You mind if I go walking for a minute? Please go ahead. All right. So, are you just walking? Or are you running? I'm walking. You want to come with? May I come with? Of course. Can you hold on to the horses? Of course. While I do this. Okay. 
She's never been with me with it before, except for yesterday. And that was more of like a mad chase. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm going to be. I'm being very quiet and respectful. Okay. Well, if that's the case, let's just uh, stick to the road for the most part, but just okay. like maybe off side of it, so we can see the road, but we're off in the, the wilderness. Okay. So we're, we're heading towards there, and there might be some hyenas around. Hyenas. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen an hyena. Uh, they are kind of like dogs, pack animals. Oh. Um, but uh, they're not actually dogs. For some reason, I thought that they were more related to cats. They are, oh, I think. Really? They act they act more like cats than they do dogs. Hmm. But they are pack animals, and they're um, they can be vicious. But most of the time, they're not really after anything. What a good laugh! <laughs> they sound like they're laughing. They're not really usually this far north, but I mean, this is the terrain they like. Hmm. So might have been a random pack making their way up. Anyway, I'm just going to try and stay clear of them. I don't want to bug them. Yeah. So we start heading in the direction and I take a few deep breaths, holding on to my pendant. Mm-hmm. Breathe man. Focusing on the grass, the smell, the wind. It's probably sun's just like starting to be present. Like we we mm-hmm. probably woke at sun up, but sun's just started to like you know get higher, and just breathing all that in, and I shift. And again, that just sharpness and senses comes over you, and you just walk and enjoy the air on your skin. And Celine, you've seen her shift a couple times, a lot of a lot in combat. Mm-hmm. And yesterday you got a pretty good look at her while she was shifted and you guys were riding. And that was the longest you've ever seen her shifted before. Mm-hmm. Just walking close by, not side by side, or is she a little behind? Are you a little behind? I'm behind. I'm, okay. giving, I'm giving you space. Oh, okay. sure? I thought you were right next to me. Well, I don't want to crowd you. Yeah, you wouldn't crowd me. Well, I'm time next to you, then. You, you were holding on to the horses, though. I probably was. I probably started out like, oh, I'm going to give you a couple of yards and stuff, but then you were like, no, come up here. Yeah, you know, you're fine. You can yeah. be right next to me. Walking side by side, you're able to really get a, a good look. You see normally pointed ears go back a little bit further. The canines lengthen and sharpen, but the other teeth also slightly change shape as well. The eyes, golden brown, sharpens to a bright yellow as she shifts over and just other small little features that you never, yeah, never quite were able to pick up in either the heat of combat or just never notice other times she's shifted. Good opinion that. Talia, as you just walk along, taking in all the scents, then there's the scent of Celine next to you. As you key in on that, you catch her scent on you and your scent on her. 
it's just kind of, kind of a an instinctual sense of protective possessiveness that seems to be attached to whatever primal side comes over you when you go into the shift. Oftentimes there's not words that come with the shift or like like I said before, it's like things are hard to put into words when you're trying to get into the deeper details of nature. It's just like a single word kind of just seems to come out of this more primal side. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> Is that just a feeling or am I like do I have this, like, compulsion of any kind, or...? I, I'm not going to push any compulsion. Okay. Whatever you want to do with that, I will leave to what you think would be appropriate. You're, you're right next to me? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I stop. And I stop as... I, I keep going a couple of steps, but then I stop as well. Then placing all right. It's fine. And I like hold out my hand. It's am I still wolfed out? Yes, it's going on about fifteen minutes. I'm gonna put my my anything else. And I just take her closer to me, and I put my head on on her, my brow on yours, and I just breathe you in deep. Mm-hmm. I'm just holding her. Holding her close. And as the horses goes, they can deal with it. <laughs> Is it fine? Yes. <laughs> they are not going to wander off. Yeah. What is it? Nothing. Just. Nothing. Just glad you're here. I am glad that I am here too. <laughs> I'm glad you let me come with you. I thought we established that I was following you. <laughs> well, I don't think it really matters who is following you anymore. <laughs> it probably doesn't. I, I would do anything for you, Talia. I'd do anything for you, too. I would walk off the ledge of the cliff if that is what you wanted me to do. I don't want you to walk off the edge of a cliff, honey. Oh, good. How about you just stay safe? You stay safe too. I'm safe. Can I drop the shift? Mm-hmm. Okay, I just kind of take deep breath and let it flow out. I guess we should get going. I guess. Back to civilization, eh? Uh, must we? Can't we just be wild men in the woods? Strip down and let's go. <laughs> I would miss my bed. You would miss your bed. And uh, and coffee, 
and coffee, and we need money to buy the coffee. <sighs> Besides, we have a son to raise. Oh yes, well he can come be a wild man in the woods with us when he gets of age. <laughs> Maybe he wrote back. Where did, did you say to send it to? Ubendale. Oh, which is where we are going. Yeah. I get Ubendale and Villevale mixed up. Yeah, Villevale is where your ex is buried. Yes, I know that part, but I'm like, wait, which one are we going to? Uh, Ubendale is um, two towns over from Villevale. Okay. So. And that's where Victoria Gresham is? That's where we... Vic, the reports of Victoria Gresham are. So we have to... Or who we need to talk to about that. And blah, blah, blah. So. And there's a proper constable station there. So the DMP will get me out of this. Oh, maybe I shouldn't be antagonizing them as much as I am. Yes, you definitely should stop antagonizing them because you antagonize them so much. I, it is definitely all on you. I definitely have nothing to do with anything. <laughs> you know, it would be fine if they would give me a better offer of we suck, please help. What do you think of them uh, not giving out information because of us? That's just, that's gonna bite them in the ass. It really is. That is gonna, ooh. That, um, well, first of all, as long as there's a constable in the place, I'm pretty sure we'll be able to get any, get as much information as we're able. Oh, but if, if we get to Crankshaft and there is actually a problem, I am going to rub that in their faces so hard. Well, they said they sent people out there, they just don't want to give other people. I, I guess as we're talking, I'm retrieving the horses mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and just not I'm not getting on them yet. I'm actually having kind of fun walking. Mm-hmm. They did say they sent people out there, and there is people taking care of it, but you know, um, I don't know. I'm sure we met some. I I have met the steamboat. That steamboat. Those mm-hmm. those men were all right. Oh yes, the ones that had the. Uh... The Dwarven Mimosa. Yes, I have a drawing of it right here. Yeah. Along with um, uh, the flower pots from, the, or the bombs, the little, rain little bugs, and a doggo that we killed. Which, I should draw like a skull on the the flower pots. Cause, there you go, yeah. Cause the t- and then it like a fuse. Yeah. So, I'm not saying that, oh, good DMP members, I'm just saying that, you know. Not many. There aren't that many. Well, if words be believed because they don't have that many members. <sighs> but I really don't want to join anything where the only... I just really want something else besides we're not doing a good enough job, please help. I mean, is if they, if they are being beaten by us and there is no reason to have to increase their membership except for pride. Not really trying to be at odds with them, I suppose. Just yes, you are. Well, I mean, it was kind of fun in the beginning. It's like, oh, it was even more you. fun now. We're beating you, but if I don't know, honey, if you th- like, you had the idiot at the crossroads. They didn't. They investigated the bandits, just getting slaughtered without anybody collecting a bounty, but they stopped investigating because. It, the problem stopped. I'm not and now they're not, and now they're not telling people something bad is happening in Crankshaft. So they are really not doing their jobs. Well, I don't know if they're not doing their jobs, but 
Maybe I should go into a DMP office when we get into Uvendale. Ask them. What is up? You really are getting soft. I'm not getting fucking soft. I'm getting concerned. I don't like shit happening around me that I don't understand why. Yes, I don't either. Something you want to say? No. Mm -mm. We've got time. Anything you want to bring up, get off your chest? I know that look. What look? That look. Which one, friend? (laughs) (laughs) Just looking for our listeners. Chris is drinking a Coke with the can says friend. So... And if anybody has read the Witcher books, you'll know why that's funny. Which you should, because they're fantastic. Yes. Anyway. All right. Well, you feel free to let me know anything that you want to get out the old chest. Anytime. It does not matter. If you say so. But if you're feeling it, maybe you should, you know, inform me. I am just... I do not understand these new powers that you have. Oh, well, they might have something to do with the gun. And I give you a look like, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I say, oh, think so? Would it make you feel better if I wrote to Ernest and asked him? About the gun? Yeah. Oh, Nikki. Nikki might know about what now I all of a sudden am able to do so. She might know, and she looked into it. It's divine, remember? Divine does not necessarily mean good. That's true, but you looked into it, and it's not evil. Not evil also does not mean good. Have I done anything horrible? You have not done anything terrible. But you have done things that I do not understand, and I fear what it might make you do. I will contact Ernest and Nikki and figure out what's going on, alright? Because if, um, to be quite honest, I would like to know what I've gotten myself into. And I have to make a will save not to say yes, you stupid, <laughs> stupid, stupid person. No, but you probably have, I, I can see it in your face, and I can, I know that face. That's what you're thinking. And you can smell the, oh yes, maybe you should. (laughs) I will write to Nikki and to Ernest and ask. All right? And I nod. All right. Come on, let's get to Ubendale. And find this this woman who is definitely just running away. Yeah. I got a question. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, does riding on a horse at like very like just walking pace does that count as a short rest I'll count it okay because otherwise I was thinking can you hold the reins while I ride on the horse I'll I'll count it it's just you're traveling at a relaxed pace yeah yeah I'll and uh, yeah I'll count it as a short rest okay I mean, you're not going to ever get a long rest doing that, but... It's just, no, 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 but yeah. just a short rest. Just yeah. put some pillows on the horse and say, go that way. Very <laughs> carefully. Do not... Just stay on the road. <laughs> Slow pace for, like, a good hour or so, and then we... Not pick it up, but just start mm-hmm. moving normally. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, get a relaxed. Yeah. And, uh, 
Ubendale, You end up reaching Ubendale about mid-afternoon. The uh, city is bustling. Ubendale is actually kind of a, a lower city as compared to Airpike. There aren't as many towering structures above. There are a couple of water towers, but for the most part, the city just kind of sprawls, kind of starting in like a corner towards the northwest part of the city and flowering out into this wave of buildings as it goes further east and the city just expands and gets more chaotic. As you guys come into town, you see that lots of people are just coming and going. Uh, and as you had approached the town on the road, you, you met more people on the highway, some taking it back to the crossroads, some going off on smaller roads to smaller communities that lie throughout the general fields and good farming areas of this land. As you get further into town, you notice more posters kind of plastered around for the elections. Oh, wait. That are still going on, and the posters have gotten more demanding of have your say now, and... Is there, like, a big thing happening specifically in Oopendale, or is it, like... Thinking back on it, you've noticed other, like, posters and stuff coming up in Airpike as well, like, when, when you had visited, they just... And it seems like something has ramped up in the last week. Oh, all right. And neither of you were really integrated into city society enough to really know, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. You do notice that the posters now actually have like faces of the candidates kind of printed on them, like each candidate like calling you know, their supporters to vote. Right. Yeah. And one of them is Leroy Brown, right? Makes all yep. like crap. And you've never seen his face. Uh, or really the Lord Mayor Van Alden either. Yeah. Van Alden looks like a respectable old gentleman. Uh, clean cut hair. Almost military. Okay. Just get, like a, a little looser than like a what would be considered a buzz cut, but still, still kind of have that that clean edge to it right. with a like thick uh, mustache and mutton chops. Oh, and just, yeah. Just lo- looks, looks out and just like has a strong air to him. And he's the incumbent? Yeah, yeah. he's the incumbent. Yeah, oh. the incumbent, yeah. And you would have known enough that Van Alden has held the seat for three terms currently. And you can technically hold Lord Mayor for life general election coming up every uh, coming up for re-election every 10 years Uh every 5 years though if there's a strong enough opposition candidate there can be an additional run and that's what's happening now Mm. you see posters with Leroy Brown his face kind of plastered up everywhere you see this man with like a strong jaw and you say like Gaston like kind of what I imagine him to look like kind of Uh, yeah I'd say kind of close to that with a bit of a beard okay just not 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 exactly what could be called a a respectable beard it's it's drawn to look 
more than it is, but even in even even in its like exaggerated state, it's just like something just not quite. It's like well, would, it would have been would have been better if he had shaved. <laughs> right, right. Um, Talia. Oh God, no. Oh, shit. There's this stinging feeling up your arm through the tattoos. That's what I was thinking. And suddenly you flash back. You're a child hiding. And you see this man same face, hair a bit thicker and no beard. Putting a shot through one of your cousins. Well, that guy looks like kind of a jerk. I mean, that guy kind of looks like a jerk too, but he looks like a jerk to the least stress was about. Really, I don't like either of them. Start backing up. Talia? Talia, what's wrong? What is wrong? Talia? Talia, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Talia, what is it? That's one of them. That's one of. One of. Three of them. Came to my home. I see you next week. It is Leroy Brown? I think so. Are you sure? He didn't have a beard, but... It looks like the same. Charlie, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Don't look at him. Look at me. You will find him. If it is. And then you will know. And I pull her into a hug. Takes me a second, but I hug her back. We will find them. We will find all of them. <sighs> she had started crying about noticing, but mm-hmm. now she notices. And there's a shit ton of these posters, isn't there? Are you going to be okay? Yeah. Let's, um... What time you want me to put some blinders on you? Alright. What time of day is it? I'm sorry. Uh, late afternoon. Late afternoon. Let's, um... We, we, we came here to do a job. Let's... Let's do it. Let's do a job. We, and vote for Vernalden. Um, I don't know if he is any better, but, uh... As where we continue, I grab one of the posters though. Okay. And stick it in a pocket or something. Are you going to use it for dot practice? I'm gonna aim something at it. Are you going to pee on it? <laughs> you know, contrary to popular belief, darling, I am not actually a dog. 
I, I, that has nothing to do with being a dog. <laughs> That's fine. I just... That has to do with pissing on the face of the man that killed your family. That's it, and I speak. I'll do that when he's dead. Oh, you will do it on his real face? Ah, much better. Someone's gonna be disappointed in this election, that's for sure. Alright. We came here to do a job. Let's do that. I'll research what I need to. Do you want me to do the research? No. But let's take a look at my arm, even though it's covered. That has the mark on it. And I kind of give a nod. Because he can see. You nod at your arm like, good job arm. <laughs> yeah, good job arm. <laughs> Just a, an acknowledgement of like, answered. Thanks. <laughs> and the means shall provide the opportunity. Echoes in my head. Means indeed. Opportunity indeed. <laughs> Alright, we need to go find, um... I have the address. Stepfather mm-hmm. of Daniel Vance. Mm-hmm. Let's go do that. Neil Vance. Neil Vance. <laughs> let's go to... Let's, let's go talk to him... And then go to the constable station, and I should probably go talk to the DMP and make sure that they're not too terribly mad at me. I'd hate to be at odds with these people. If some major shit is going down. I and suppose the lives of innocent people is more uh, more pressing than uh, you proving that you are better than them. You already have proven it. You have won. Celine. Hmm. I'm not an outlaw. I don't kill people unless there's a bounty on No, head. I meant what I meant no, was. No, I know. This is a completely different thing. Oh. And I point to one of the posters. If that person's known and my goal is to kill them. How do I prove that they're the one that massacred my family? You might have to be very, very sneaky. You mean... just... Who are you trying to prove it to? Yourself? I know. I don't need to prove it to myself. But I'm not going to be put behind a cage either. I would not let you be put in a cage. And I gotta find proof. Make him confess. You think he's just gonna confess? And say that you use one of your spells and make him confess? You could say that he was coerced. We will figure it out, I promise. One thing at a time. One thing at a time. You have a name. I have a name. Alright, let's go to this address.
Thank you so much for listening to Let's Be Legendary. If you enjoyed our story, please rate and review on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps our numbers and allows others to find us. For news and extra content, visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or follow us on Facebook at Let's Be Legendary and Twitter at Let's Be Legend Pod. More social media links are available on our website, including our Discord server. Please be sure to say hello. We love meeting everyone. To get early access to episodes, art, and exclusive content, consider becoming a patron on Patreon. Bonus episodes, exclusive art, Q&As with the characters, AMAs with the players, and behind-the-scenes material are just some of the things you'll get as a patron. Find us at patreon.com slash letsbelegendarypodcast. Your support keeps this podcast running. Talia Gray is played by Chris Sass Council, Celine Argent is played by Megzi Sass Council, and our dungeon master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and lead editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Producer, director, and editor is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Producer and art director is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. For music and sound effects, please visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com for a full list of credits. Celine's tarot deck is The Shades of Magic by Jess Gore, and the tarot guide used in the game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary. Legendary.